I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. Welcome to the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my wonderful co-host. We've got the lovely, as always, fluffiest whimsicott. Buongiorno. And we've got uh, the man who claims he's a lord, Seth Vilo. Top of the morning to you. <laughs> Apparently, it's an Irish lord today. I heard, I heard Irish, but I also got, I also just got like Southern twang out of it too. That's what I was going for. Yeah, yeah, and all that. Yeah, that's what, okay. Good. Uh, welcome to the Puckle <laughs> Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007, where we talk everything Pokemon from the trading card game to the video game to everything in between. Which apparently includes Irish Dolly Parton. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Anything up with you guys? Anything new? Ooh, uh, it's, been, new. it's been a little bit since you've been <laughs> on the show. This has been a while since Seth's been on a show where we don't talk about cards or video or competitive Pokemon. Right? It's been a long time since I've been on a normal one without it being a Thatchless. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I-, I was on without you last time. You yeah. were. So... What what have I been doing? Uh, well, working, writing, and having random battles on Showdown a little <laughs> like less often than yeah, I was yeah. doing the last time because stuff has been picking up. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, it's it's like just there. <laughs> I honestly <laughs> I haven't been doing anything exciting. <laughs> what about you, That's Seth? Fair. Anything? Anything fun? Um. I have been doing a couple things fun. First off, just as far as like being a traitor to the Pokemon community, I continue. I have gotten real deep into the whole Magic Lord of the Rings set because that is my other true love is Lord of the Rings. I can, you know, Ooh. when you can write an Elvish, you got to be able to yes. lay claim yeah. to something. Yes. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I am I am terribly sad to inform everybody and to have found out yesterday as of day of recording that the one ring has been found. So oh. uh, no need to buy all those collector booster packs if you were hunting it. It has been found. Dread. Yeah. And I'm not the owner. And it's oh, only wow. a nine. It's only a nine. <laughs> and it's only a nine. <laughs> like they graded it and it's a nine. The person who got it staying private, so oh well. But mm. maybe it'll make it cheaper. I really was hoping it was just like a kid and it would never be found. What if they rated Ooh. it like a one because it's the one? <laughs> I was just, I was really hoping it was just like a kid and they didn't really understand yeah. the significance of it. And they just, it was just going to be in some binder that we found like 30 years from now. Oh, this is cool. I 
can't read this. This is useless. I'll yeah. use it as a token. Yeah, yeah. That would have been that would have been something. I was kind of uh, waiting but... for it. Something that they discovered like in their thirties is actually worth like a ton of money. <laughs> it was lost mm. for a decade, and then yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I found your old cards. Here's one of them. I can't read it. Exactly. It doesn't mean anything to you. Exactly. I just read an article how it's been lost, but no. It's found. It's in a slate from PSA, and even the the official Magic Twitter was like, hey, someone's a new ring bearer, so it's not a fake this time. It's the thing. It's real. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. But like I said, at least it'll make maybe the other stuff cheaper, so I can yeah. get more of the other cards, because I love this so much and linian and co i hate you for getting me into this this was a horrible horrible thing no like ever since i got into the tcg i also have been like watching magic stuff and i keep thinking to myself i'm like man this could be fun but then i'm just like and then i'm reminded that the reason i played pokemon instead of magic or Yu-Gi-Oh is that it's affordable Mm -mm. yeah yeah for sure because like even if you just look at products right in terms of product yeah. that Magic puts out versus product that Pokemon puts out, or even like product that, you, especially product that Yu Gi Oh puts out, but like booster box prices, first of all, vastly mm-hmm. different. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like those are vastly different. Like Pokemon's way cheaper. Yeah. Pokemon's like 130, and the, the Lord of the Rings um, set boosters that I was looking at for a box is like 200. Yeah. Exactly. Low 200. And they have the same number of cards, approximately. Those ones do, yeah. yeah. They all have mm, okay. 36 booster packs. The magic ones, I think, have 12 per pack, but, you know, okay. yeah, two of them are tokens or or whatever. Mm, okay. So, yeah, it's, so like it's like you're getting energy. It sort of like, evens out. Yeah, okay, well, because like, it's like an energy almost. Exactly. Mm-mm-mm. I've opened a few, but if you get to the collector ones, that's what it, that's what's really interesting, because that's where the ring was, and those yeah. were hovering around oh. four or 500. So I'm yeah, curious if they'll drop down now. Yeah, it was but, just, yeah. it's very expensive. Yeah, it's the one advantage of playing a game that's meant for children. <laughs> yeah. Can't rack the price up too much. Yeah, but gosh dang it, I can play with Frodo and Sam in, in a card deck and other that, things that are that's just so awesome. Cute. And some of them are so lore appropriate, like the fact that the the Nazgul you can play nine of in your deck. <laughs> so oh, perfect. I love that. Or like Shadowfax defines haste. It literally shows us the meaning of haste. It's so <laughs> funny. Nice. They did such a good job. But yeah, that's what I've been mainly getting into. It's a cute set. It is. It's a cute set and everything. I love it. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really going to take a lot for them to do it. And they could totally reel me in. Like, if... Because, like, Hasbro owns Wizards of the Coast. Uh, once yeah. they do the Power Rangers set, I'm there. They did oh, the Transformers no. one. Oh, no. They did the Transformers one. They're about one. to do a Doctor Who one. I think that's coming out soon. Yeah, I heard about that. Like, that almost got me there, but... Dude, if they do Power Rangers, I, I'm i going to do the same thing you did, Seth. It's going to be bad. <laughs> we'll play Commander, my guy. That's what I'm doing. Like, the Power Rangers deck could be absolute garbage, but I will play it. <laughs> exactly. I will play it. It could be the worst deck in the entire world, but I'm going to play it. My entire Commander deck is built around making food. Like, that's how I win, is I make a lot of food. It's <laughs> perfect for hobbits. It's so It's not the best, but gosh dang it, it's fun. Yeah, as soon as they do that, though, I'm I'm in. I'll be there. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll see. We'll be waiting on you. Yeah, actually, uh, I mean, this is this is a complete aside. This has nothing to do with Pokemon, <laughs> but uh, Power Rangers just like ended their production runs in New Zealand, and so like oh. the Power Rangers, com- the Power Rangers community is one of the most frustrating communities I've ever seen. 
I don't like <laughs> participate in it. I just like watch. And <laughs> but like because it, it's just a bunch of people who don't like they like either overreact or they remember like the old Pokemon community where they would say things like the Pokeball in the Pokemon Center in Diamond and Pearl is gold and silver. Mm-hmm. Therefore, there are going to be gold and silver remakes. You mm-hmm. mean last week? Yeah, I remember yeah. last week. <laughs> imagine, imagine a community that is almost solely those people. Yikes. Ooh. And that is the Power Rangers community. I because, see. Okay. like, they, they read too much into everything. So, like, the show's shutting down production in New Zealand. Uh, New Zealand's actually really sad about this, by the way. <laughs> because it, the show injected something like $300 million into their economy each year. Oh, interesting. Wow, yeah. yeah. Gave people work and all that. Is that what they were like primarily filming? Yeah, yeah. They were doing... Okay, they were doing that because um, Power Rangers is, has a history of being a really... Um, I don't know how to say this nicely. Uh, they're not the best people. Mm-hmm. So oh. it, it's always gotten away with its production by not dealing with the Screen Actors Guild. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And so... Uh, there were some rules, and it, it's cheaper for them to film in New Zealand. Um, so actually, a lot of Power Rangers actors, um, even though they'll have English accents on the show, are actually like straight up from New Zealand. And if you ever talk to them, they have like very strong accents. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're just very good at doing accent, like American accents. So like, good for them. And uh, there's a new season coming out. It's kind of a weird season, and it kind of sounds like it's going to be the end of an era in Power Rangers, anyway. And it kind of sounds mm. like Hasbro wants to reboot the series now that they own it outright. Oh. And they'll do it by making a magic set out of it. Perfect. I wouldn't be surprised when the reboot comes if that is what happens. <laughs> I, I will be completely honest with you. You heard it here, Hasbro. We know you listen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, ha- I would not be shocked if Hasbro did that. Like, because right now there's no words on it. There were supposed to be a reboot, but then there's the whole writer strike that's happening right now. So yep. it probably got delayed, but we'll see. We'll see. The yeah. Aragon TV show on Disney is being delayed because of that, which I'm also excited about. Unrelated. Yeah. For those of you uh, who are Power Rangers fans, I'm calling it now. Uh, Cosmic Fury is going to find Zordon again. Yes. Calling he, it. Yep. Uh-huh. That he's going to find the Cosmic yep. Eclipse. Yep. He, I don't know why they called it Cosmic yep. Fury and there's still a dinosaur on it. So it's very confusing. <laughs> it's a space dinosaur. dinosaurs are from space well okay so they had a really six like i think the last season of power rangers like the last series which was called dino fury was top-notch power rangers by the way mm-hmm. and something happened because uh the original owner for power rangers somehow every time he sells it he gets to still be involved uh, <laughs> what yeah right the guy who's just like yeah let's not use you know the actors that have rights and Mm-mm. This guy's somehow always involved, and he, like, pushes his ideas of, like, what makes the Power Rangers formula successful, and I'm not sure that he's right. Mm. And so, something happened in the second season of Dino Fury where they just decided to ignore him, I guess? Okay. Mm. And they ended up making, like, a serialized show out of it, and instead of, like, Monster of the Week, it was very serialized. Mm -hmm. And it worked out really well. Like, the story was actually pretty decent. Um, and not just for Power Rangers, just like for TV, it was pretty decent. Good on them. Good on them. For a Power Rangers season, it was like 9, 10 out of 10. For a regular TV show, you know, it was like a 6, 6 and a half. 
<laughs> so I, I was pretty happy with that. But then they decided they're going to do like 10 more episodes um, afterwards because they got the funding Very to nice. do that. Yeah. And they decided mm. to keep the dinosaur costumes, but send them to outer space. I mean, this sounds very. This is getting Sharknado territory. That's what this is, dude. Okay, have you never? Okay, have you ever heard like the premise of Power Rangers like said out loud though? Like the original Power Rangers. No, no. An ancient space wizard named Zordon collects five okay. teenagers with attitude to stop an evil space witch, Rita Repulsa, who is was released from her space dumpster. What? Mm-hmm. He gives these he gives these teenagers the powers of dinosaurs what? to fight her, but the dinosaurs are really just giant robots. Yeah, what? I'm and they make imagining. a mecha like Voltron. Yeah, <laughs> imagine a Gandalf standing outside of high school. Hey there, kids with attitude. Yeah. Oh, have we mentioned that like Zordon's avatar, who actually gets sent to Earth, is like a cute tiny robot who looks like an old seventies appliance? No, that's different. Um, oh, so Zordon, Zordon himself was put into a time warp by Frida Repulsa, so he's just oh. a head in a tube, and he has a robot named Alpha Five uh, from the planet Edenai. Welcome to Puckle, the Power Rangers underground champion. Yeah. Pruckle. (laughs) But, like, the the whole premise of Power Rangers is absolutely ridiculous. I've gathered. Uh, It's absolutely ridiculous. So anything they do is, like, I think some of their seasons that make sense, I I hate when they make too much sense. (laughs) Because that's not Power Rangers. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Other than that, I've been watching NAIC. Day one just finished, and so I've been trying to watch day two. I haven't paid attention to VGC yet. I've only been paying attention to TCG, mostly because I want to go to League on Monday. Oh, yeah. I want to go to League on Monday, and I want to know if there's a deck list for Ark Duraldon yet. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, Because I I haven't seen, like, a public one yet, and I just want to know, because I feel like Ark Duraldon's pretty okay. Yeah. I think it's okay. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, wonderful, guys. Yeah, uh, other than that, though, we're going to go ahead and we're going to kick it on over to the news. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower, this just in! Welcome to the news! There's a few things to talk about. Pokemon Concierge, that animation you forgot mm-hmm. about, was featured at Anime Expo panel this past weekend. If you're super interested in the show, the news is probably somewhere for you to look. Uh, it's not <laughs> great. I mean, there's nothing that new about it other than it's coming to Netflix! Totally yeah, forgot about that. that really overpriced service. Pokemon Sleep News. Yay! Japan released a new trailer and Pokemon Go has sleep-themed event going on for the 15th and 16th. This also coincides with the Go Plus Plus sign pre-orders being scheduled to release on the 14th. So, sleep should release sometime in the next couple of weeks. I need to go find a place that's Hmm. actually taking the Go Plus Plus pre-orders so I can start playing immediately when when it comes out. Take a nap. I, I, I do. don't think it's necessary. I don't think the I, I don't do. think the Go Plus Plus. Is I necessary. will have it. I mean, it's better. I for will Pokemon catch Go, all I the Pokemon in my slumber. Sleep. <laughs> I I would be more excited about Pokemon Sleep. And this is this is such a stupid reason. By the way, this is like a very like this just belongs oh, to no. Thatch and nobody else reason. 
Um, I would be more excited for Pokemon Sleep if they talked about a way that I could transfer these Pokemon yeah. to something else. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Literally, because if not, if not to me, it just seems like yeah. another toothbrush yeah. game. Yeah. And That's I don't fair. care. Well, I'm gonna be honest. I don't care. I kind of care because my my sleep schedule has been <laughs> horrible lately. So having even the tiniest bit of extra motivation to try and sleep yeah. more properly might help. I got the badge. I got the Snorlax badge because I had a night of uninterrupted yeah. sleep. Anyway. Wait, okay, let's talk about how much I miss badges. Mm. Uh, like, hard stop. I miss real <laughs> badges. Uh, but all right. Uh, well, moving on to Scarlet mm-hmm. and Violet News, you get this one. I do. So there was a small update to the game. And it didn't do some of the things that it was supposed to do. Hmm. Like, it, it still says that Darklaw <laughs> and the other moves like that one have a heightened chance of a critical hit. But it did mm-hmm, add a mm-hmm. reference to 29 more TMs. It updated Illuminate to block accuracy drops, which give us nothing. Um, and changed the wording on the Mightiest Mark. And so right now it doesn't say anymore. That it's a Pokemon you caught yeah. in a seven-star raid. We don't know if it's because they messed up on the seven-star raids and they didn't want a reference to it. If there's going to be a way to get a mightiest mark Pokemon from something other than a raid in the future, we don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely and that's true. The thing it could be any of those. Uh, we don't yeah. know. There's a lot of things too. I think the 29 more TMs is yeah. very exciting because that just that. I like how they're handling that instead of using tutors. In the tutors. trailer, we saw Milotic mm-hmm. using Scald. Scald, it's yes. coming back, <laughs> <That's> everybody. <exciting. laughs> it's coming back, baby. Uh, all you got to do to fix Scald is just lower the burn chance. No, all you got to do to fix Scald is give it back to every water type and annoy everybody. That's what I say. Leave it the way it is. Make it 35%. I like it at 30 only because you can make the reference that it burns as often <laughs> as Focus yep. Blast yes. misses. Uh, also, the math works out that it's a forty-nine percent chance to burn with Scald if you yep. if you hit Scald mm-hmm. twice, yeah. which is uh, that statistic is actually I think yeah, one of baby. the more terrifying ones. Yeah. Yeah. My burn chance is back, especially now uh, that there's only one heal teller. Yeah. Ha! Yeah, yeah. Well, probably not for long. I mean, by the time DLC comes yeah. out, all right. Uh, Regulation D has begun in Pokemon Sword Scarlet and Violet, not Sword and Shield <laughs> Scarlet and Violet. Um, uh. This regulation D has begun, so that means you can uh, use Urshifu. Woo. Have fun. Oh. Uh, uh, Zamazenta Hero of Many Battles survived Woo. a suspect test. Also in Showdown News, Ranbat free-for-alls are now supported for Gen in, 9. Even more kills. Also in Smogon News, Natdex OU yes. is retesting terastalization, so be on guard for oh. that. It'll end July oh. 9th if Shock. you want to participate, so go for it. All right. Well, Seth, I gave you this Pokemon Unite news. You can talk about it. Heck yeah. I honestly really do need to get into that game. I say it every time, but uh, I just can't. It's, I mean, you like League. You like League. I do. I do. And I have no reason why I, why I shouldn't be in this. Imagine a more digestible League. That's kind of where it's at. Mewtwo. Mewtwo is being added to the anniversary with... Mega Mewtwo X releasing July 21st and Mega Mewtwo Y releasing mid-August. I actually really dislike this because stop putting Megas in the face. No, I have hope. You've shown me they're gone. You've shown me they're gone. It, 
in everything but that. And like, it's been a long time since they put a mega in anything. What do you mean? To be fair, like other than Pokemon yeah, Go, Go, I was about to say. The new PVE mode is coming with new enemy Pokemon from Paldea, including Tauros, Bellabolt, and Flamigo. Games that are not real news. Huh. The anniversary event runs from the 6th through the 12th of July. They haven't given us any official details for the event, but there's a data mine that says Party Hat, War Turtle, and Blastoise are included. And since Community Day Squirtle is, uh, well, tomorrow slash yesterday for you when you're listening, so, eh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, like, it all ties in, which is nice. Hope you like Squirtle, because mm-hmm. we're about to have Mega, all all the Squirtles ever, not Mega, all the Squirtle ever, yay. <laughs> and the TCG, the deer yay. is here again. Uh, Ting Glue and crew have been fixed and unbanned on TCG Woo-hoo. Live. Uh, it's only a matter of time before we break the game again, <laughs> but that's all right. There were, like, six... Meta cards yep. just banned. Yep. On TCG Live. It's a good thing there wasn't any big tournament this weekend or anything. Cough. Yeah, it's really good there wasn't like an international level tournament. You know, something that was like right before Worlds that a lot of people were going to. A tournament whose seats filled mm-hmm. up in about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Good thing yeah. one of those didn't happen. Uh, there is also an official TCG sweepstakes oh, you can yeah. look up until July 10th. I, I got too. an email about this. Yeah, you can just like win a booster box of every sword and shield set. And I think we put it in the announcement thing, a link to it, if yeah. you haven't gotten the email or don't know where it is in your inbox. It's so you such a there. weird thing. I just don't understand why, like, this when I got it, I'm like, yeah, is this, this email is a spam, spam email from somebody? <laughs> but no. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, it was insane. It was, uh, yeah, there's a sweepstake you can sign up with, and you can maybe win a booster box of Sword and Shield through Silver Tempest. I think it's just, like, name, email, and that's all you need, or something like that. Wild. Yeah. And probably a U.S. address, I imagine. And then they're going to also pick, like, 50 winners for, like, random booster boxes, I, or I think it's Pokemon Go booster boxes or something like that. Or not booster oh, boxes, yeah. elite trainer boxes. It's by, like yeah. you could win some free cards for, for giving them your email. It, that's so weird. Or you can go to Troll and Toad and hey. use code PuckoPod five for five percent mm-hmm. off your purchase. Hey, <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, finally, we'll end with uh, Puckles' a pokey prediction. With regulation D beginning, Landorus is back. But where do you expect its usage to be? I more I, than one. It's still high. It's still going to be higher than I think people would want it to yeah. be uh only because terrestrialization exists exactly. i know its move pool got took a hit but i think the move pool taking a hit was more yeah. of an issue for singles mm. than for doubles because in doubles uh like you just play earthquake intimidate u-turn exactly and you had a couple other moves and who cares what those are and uh i mean it still gets yeah. rock slide i think would um i anyway? think so yes would incarnate so, suddenly be better in yeah. this version no, no, not with, for uh, doubles, I don't think. No. Okay. Uh, I didn't know. If the sandstorm seer uh I don't think so. Done something cool. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's memes and gimmicks for that. Um I think it'll see just as much usage as it did in Sword and Shield, like That's after post Urshifu. Mm. Um like post Urshifu uh is probably more accurate because Urshifu itself is very good. I mean the other thing that Landorus does get, and people probably shouldn't take super lightly is that it could Terra Flying and then just click, you yeah. know, Terra Blast. Yeah. That, to me, feels very similar to uh, to Z-moves. Mm-hmm. A bit, yeah. It's like Mega Pinsir to me. Yeah, Supersonic Sky Strike. Mega Pinsir is also very oppressive. So I that, that's it. Almost that's as fair. much as Halucha. Those two together, my bane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I think it, it adds... So, it's not like any specific thing it can do. 
it's that it can do so many things that it forces your opponent to like counter plan for so many of you're them. Talking, like you're it's Lando? a huge stressor if you're bringing. Yeah, yeah okay. Lando. Making sure <laughs> it's a huge stressor if you're bringing it. I just I'm gonna look up real quick what his usage was in uh, in Sword and Shield. But I don't think it was anything that was like crazy. <laughs> oh, actually, I don't have any of that data available mm-hmm. to me on Picolytics. So, oh well, sorry, folks. Look, you get nothing. Mind. I lied. You I lose. Lied to you. Oh wait, maybe I can find it. Maybe I can find it. One mm-hmm. sec. You Good lose. You, day, you have nothing. No, it was. Uh, let me take a look. I'm gonna take a look at. Uh, I clicked it. Series twelve VGC. Um, and it still says Flutter Man. <laughs> um, but. It was, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I expect it to be just as bad as it was. Then, yeah. If that makes sense. That's, I, I don't expect mm-hmm. it to do anything crazy. I just expect it to be, uh, to be what it is. Oh, wait, I think Ooh. I got it to work now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, I did not. That is literally Dag the one that does it. not work. Oh, That's well. fine. Oh, well. It's going to be good. That's all you need to know. It's going to be good. The, the Sword and Shield VGC. <laughs> that is literally the only one that doesn't work. Oh, here we go. Okay, so, uh... So in a similar meta, in the battle stadium doubles, which is essentially mm-hmm. that, Landorus is at 11%, which sounds about right. That's kind of what I expl- expect it mm-hmm. to be. Like 10, 11%. Not bad. Especially initially. I think initially on line rankings, you're going to see a lot of Lando because people are going to be like, Lando mm-hmm. was always good. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure. I think it still is. I think you because, will. Because like. I mean, it's not bad. Intimidate's always been so good. So the thing is, now there are. Though Intimidate has been nerfed, it has Intimidate been nerfed, has been nerfed. But though. some of the ways it has been nerfed still require like adjustments on your opponent's part. Like you might have to run a clear amulet instead of another item. Oh you yeah, know? that exists. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are plenty of other Intimidate mods out there. So Intimidate's already been handled, but yeah. handled right. Like but- Arcanine's still out there. Gyarados is still out there. Mm-hmm. So I don't expect anything too crazy. But it's like, still gonna. I be would good. expect ten percent. Ten percent. Ten percent plus or minus two percent. <laughs> Fair. That's my uh, that's my overall thing. I mean, I think Regilecki gets to come back. Yikes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah Ice Regilecki. Yeah, could you imagine? <laughs> I don't have to imagine. <laughs> I've I've seen it used in, in like some some videos online, and uh... Regilecki is going to be absolutely the worst. Yeah, like absolutely. All right then. With uh, that said. We are going to go ahead and uh, kick it on over to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark from the Dunsparce Gang, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. Welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz. This is the part of the show where we quiz your co-host, and uh, thank you for that introduction, uh, Mark. We are going to go ahead and ask you this first question from Mole Coffee. If you catch a Magnemite in Generation 1, trade it to Generation 2, 
it will gain the electric steel type. If you trade it back to Gen 1 again, will it still have a second? It will still have a second typing. What will it be? Oh, probably the Um, question mark typing, like the bird typing or whatever Missing No has. Yeah. Or maybe like it becomes electric electric. Oh, I don't I don't think it would do that because I think I think what happens is that it sees that it has a second typing and it goes for the placeholder typing, which is the bird type or question mark type. One of those two. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to uh, clarify that this uh, it, one, it's a glitch, obviously. Yeah. OK, um, yeah. And second of all, it is very specific to when you import that Pokemon into Pokemon Stadium. Oh, um, I just in case you've ever heard of this glitch. Um, I haven't. I was trying to reason it out. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's not like sh- just <laughs> no, that doesn't have Coliseum is the one that has like all this shadow and stuff like that. Right. Mm, yeah, stadium. And I was trying to think if steel becomes Magnemite's secondary typing. I think it does, or if if it becomes the primary. No, it becomes typing. the secondary one. I think. Um, okay. So in stadium, I don't think they had the same kind of glitches they had in Gen One. Mm-hmm. So it could be that it either grabs a random one, gives a double electric type, or it rolls over somewhere. Hmm. So it wouldn't become normal, would it? That would be silly. I, I, I guess it depends in which order the types are stored in the code of the game. Yeah. Which uh, makes me think the first one could be grass because it's the first type of the first Pokemon in the Pokedex, or uh, it could be if like if they imported the code from. Uh, Gen 1, the first Pokemon in the code is Rhydon, whose primary type is either rock or ground, I don't remember. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, oh, it's, dear. it's a very hard question if you don't know. Uh, we, I, uh, do I we, think we have a few possibilities. I, and You are on the right track. Like, you have the right reasoning. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. Um... Is Rhydon first in the code, or was it the first Pokemon developed? It was the first put in the code. Was it? Okay. I think. Yeah, I think if you if you look at the code for Gen 1, it might be uh, number one. Okay. I believe Rhydon is index number number yeah. one, yes. Interesting. Okay. Um. I mean, I'm good with whatever you're thinking. My reasoning was just go with question, question, but... If 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 it's in Pokemon I Stadium, I, I would say it is, but I'm not sure it is in Pokemon Stadium. So yeah. unless the move Curse exists in Stadium, oh, it would have to exist because you can import a I'm, Pokemon. I'm gonna with need curse. an answer here, guys. I don't know, Seth. I'm gonna need pick. an answer. I just I don't know. I I feel like if we're rolling over doing the ride on thing, we're trying to guess too far in. Mm-hmm. And- I don't know. Question seems fine to me. Question, 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 if you're good with it. Yeah, sure. Uh, question mark, question mark, question mark is unfortunately incorrect. Uh, uh, it actually it. becomes electric fire type. What? Electric fire? What? Yeah. So apparently if you catch a Magnemite in like red or blue, you trade it to gold <laughs> and silver, and then okay. you trade it back to red and blue, um, it'll become an electric fire type. And this is because <laughs> it gets the data that it has a second type. Um, and then what happens is because of the hex values for how Pokemon data is done, um, when it gets transferred back to red and blue, it sees that it has a second type, but it has the hex values for steel and steel doesn't exist, right? 
Right. Oh. Yep. And so it rolls over to the next type in the in the line of hex values, and the next type is fire. Okay. Um, but this is a glitch that does happen all of the time. Huh. Uh, that people would exploit all of the time in like Pokemon Stadium Two. That's really yeah, cute. Electric fire uh, magnamite. It is My very Rotom cute. heat magnamite. It is a very cute idea. Um, it, it's a very specific glitch, but Mm-mm. it is very cute. And I didn't I mean, know about it until today. Resistance-wise, <laughs> it's kind of close. <laughs> All right. Well, your next question to you, since you're 0 for 1, is going to come to you from Bowling for Bear. What ice-type move could not be learned by level up for any ice-type Pokemon until Generation 5? Wouldn't it just be something silly like Ice Beam? Um, Haze? That seems... Haze? That... Does... Oh, wait. That wait, feels wait, like a level up move. Wait, yeah. Uh, does... Does nothing learn Ice Beam by level up? A lot of things don't learn the Beam, Bolt, Flamethrower moves. Yeah. Which is why I've seen, like, on Bulbapedia, when you're looking at signature moves because of how they define signature mm-hmm, moves, mm-hmm. that page is really weird. Yes. Like, somehow Fly is... <laughs> Like Rayquaza's signature move or something like that? Or yeah, 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 yeah. Salamence, actually. Things. Salamence. Salamence and Rayquaza, yeah. I believe. Yeah. So, um... But, like, Regieleki has a stupid one because it's just the first thing that naturally had X moves yes. in its move up, level up yes. list. Ice Beam seems like a fair candidate. I like Blizzard, it. less so, because I think things get that. Things do get that. Yeah. Like... As, like, a final level... 70 mm-hmm. dumb big move or something stupid i like ice beam for an answer yeah because uh nice. like things would get like icy wind aurora beam and stuff but and it might be q rem for all we know um might be gen 5 you said yeah he said gen 5 gen, yeah gen 5 i, I like that okay. answer i'm done with it i think it's solid enough let's go with it ice beam Ice Beam is unfortunately incorrect. You guys said the answer, too. It's Did Haze. we really? Uh, really? What? Haze was a level-up move for non-ice types. Yeah, like before oh. he gets it. Yeah, that's yeah, what like I thought. Before he gets about it, being it. I, an think, ice I think type. Golbat got it. Uh, yeah, but it, that's what I was it couldn't be confused learned, by. It couldn't be, it couldn't be learned by an ice type until uh, Kraggle. And I, I completely forgot about the N ice type. I'm sorry, Whimsicott. No, that was stupid. Fine. Because when I saw, I heard Haze, I was like, coughing definitely gets that. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I'm goofy. Uh, the only other ice types that learn Haze, by the way, via level up, are Articuno and Chien Pao, and they didn't get that until Gen 9. Wow. Okay. What? Yeah. How weird. Fun facts. All right, well, you're 0 for 2. Let's see if we can make Yay. a comeback here on this Pokedex entry <laughs> We're question. We're so good at this. Both of them for Liger this week. Uh, so I'm going to give you the one that I think is going to be the uh, cutest. This one is from Pokemon Ultra Sun, and its entry reads, It sneaks into people's homes and steals electricity from their outlets. When your electric bill seems off, it's the handiwork of this rascal. Oh. Who's that Pokemon? That is That so feels cute. very Joltic. It does feel very Joltic. But, um, I don't know. What generation? Ultra Sun and Moon? Yeah. Yep. Sneaks into homes. It could also be any of the electric rats, honestly. I was about to say that that also might be Dedene because Fairy is like sneaky, rascally. Yeah, and like I don't, rascally I don't see them like um, treating Joltik as a rascal. Like... Joltik would like probably just sit on the power line and and leech off, you know. I do feel like I remember Joltik eating from 
power lines. It does Is it in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon? Is that line in yeah, there? Yeah, I think so. Naturally? I think so. Uh, is the Dene? Because I'm not sure the Dene is. Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Dene is Gen 6. Sun and Moon is 7. Um, I don't know, actually. Yeah, so we should go with Joltik. I feel like that might be right, but yeah. I, I'm not positive, but I'm good with it. Uh, Joltik um, is unfortunately incorrect. Oh, your, next, no! your next entry is going to come to you from Pokemon X. What am I doing? It's Whiskers <laughs> Service Antennas. Yep. Oh, By sending no. and receiving electrical waves, it can communicate with others over vast distances. Yeah. It is a Dene. Oh, well. The Dene is the correct answer, oh, yes. no. <laughs> we got a point. What's wrong with me? Oh, All right. Well, uh, good for you. Um, our next question um, is your multiple answer question. And because you guys are... Uh, I'm for lack of a better term, riding the uh, struggle bus. We're, we're uh, yep. Uh, I'm gonna say you have potentially four points here Ooh. on this question. Okay. Uh, this there are seven answers. Um, for the for the first three points, it, it's gonna be two answers apiece. Mm-hmm. If you get all seven, you get four points. Okay. Um, this is from Gigi Platinum, and he asks. Which seven moves does Mega Launcher boost? Okay, I know seven a lot of them. Moves. Okay. One is Aura yeah. Sphere. You have to lock them in. You get three so strikes. Okay. So I don't forget. Seth, correct me Taking if I'm wrong. Okay. One is Aura Sphere. Absolutely. Uh, then one should be um, what's that move? Oh gosh, I I say that I knew a lot of them, and I immediately forgot all of them. <laughs> Water Pulse. Water Pulse. Yes. Uh, I think... And Dark Pulse. Dark Pulse is, yes. Are you locking all of those in? Yes. Those three are correct. Nice. Those ones I know because of Mega Blastoise. Exactly. Uh, I'm thinking, uh, hmm. All right. Now, now we're into the fun part. Vacuum Wave, I believe, is one of them. That's really niche. Uh. Are you locking that in? We should. Uh, how many strikes do we get? Three? Three. Then you're out. Like the old ball game? You, um... Lock, yeah, lock in vacuum wave. Vacuum wave is incorrect. Okay. Oh my gosh. First strike. Okay. Uh, let's say. Do you? Okay. Let's let's get a moment to think about this. Uh, I I'm going to say a few moves, and you okay. are going to tell me if you think they're dumb or not. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, do you think there's an overlap between the moves that? Mega Launcher boosts and the moves that Bulletproof stops? Um, Because I think uh, they're... Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Hmm. Because so far, they're like... Aura-y moves. These are, you know... Like, it does block Aura Sphere, right? It does, because I think that's in Japanese something like Soul Bomb or something okay. like that. Cool. So, uh, something like, I don't know... People Shadow Ball or uh, Flesh Cannon or... Um, uh, uh, those don't feel very aura-y. And that's kind of what Mega Launcher... Well, Mega Launcher is like a ray gun. Yeah. It's it's literally like Mega Man's gun, which can do like pulses or, or beams. Yeah. yeah. Flash Cannon might be one of them. We can also use the hint. I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> we we have three um, more points on the board. That's a lot of points. Yeah. How many how many were there total? Seven? Uh seven. You yeah. got three. And we have a strike. So 
Yeah. I would use the hint. Yeah. Let's uh let's force Thatch to give us a hint. I'm this. gonna have to make this up on the yeah, spot. On the um, fly. One of these is a dragon type move uh that does oh, damage. Duh. Okay. One of them one of them is a uh, or at least used to be a uh a signature move of a legendary Pokemon in generation six. Okay. Um another one works with the terrain that is active. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another one doesn't do damage. It actually heals the opponent mm. or the target. Okay. One, two, three, four. Okay. So we have and I can so tell dragon you all four, pulse. I can tell you all of them have a word in common in their. Oh. Yeah. All have a word in common. Uh, the dragon is dragon pulse. Okay. That is correct. They, the word in common is pulse. The, the non-damaging move is heal pulse. Mm-hmm. That is also correct. Uh, works with terrain is terrain pulse. Mm-hmm. That is also correct. And now the signature move of a legend in Generation 6 um, that is no longer a signature move. I don't know if Generation. it is a signature move or not still. That's a good question. Uh, um, I think, okay, what another? Gen 6. Gen That's, 6 uh, had, XY. like, yeah, Xerneas, Eveltal, Zygarde. It was introduced, the move was introduced in Gen 6, maybe not the Pokemon. Oh. oh. Okay. What's, uh, what's, what are the three signature moves of Zygarde? No, they are like Thousand Waves, Thousand Arrows, and, um... And? Yeah, but he said the Pokemon's not the, a Gen 6 the, Pokemon, so... Oh. So it's a Gen... I didn't say that. I inferred it. Yeah. <laughs> but you're... Is it? <laughs> um, um... So... So now I'm confused by that hint. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Um, they all have the word pulse in them. Which would make... Uh, hmm. Does Magirna have anything pulsy? Um, no, it gets Fleur Cannon. That's the word. That's but, the one I was trying to think of. Yeah. So, uh, uh, wait. I'm thinking... Because fighting. the move was introduced in Generation 6. Yes. Move in Gen but 6. But maybe the Pokemon wasn't. Yes. So... Generation 6 had four games? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh-huh. It is mm-hmm, probably mm-hmm. something that uh, origin, pulse. origin pulse. Yes. There we go. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Got uh, it. Okay. Origin pulse works with Mega Launcher, but I think only Kyogre can learn it. So. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple uh, like that. Unless you, like, like, I don't think either of them can learn heal stuff. pulse either. <laughs> I guess you could like skill swap Magic Mega Launcher onto it, but yeah, yeah. or mimic or some weird stuff yeah but. you can entrainment or something i don't know um, yeah but yeah this is uh th- that is correct that is all we seven you get, you get the four points yay <laughs> uh all right you guys are five for four your last question as always is your uh base deck question and this one is going to come to you from gigasaurus games the question is what rock type has the highest base attack well Mega Rodactyl had it pretty high. Mega Tarantar had it pretty high. Um, uh, Rampardos is like 140. Rampardos is 145, it's I low think. now. Does Megatar outrank that? I think it does. No. So this question has been really? asked at least twice before on the show. And Rampardos <laughs> was the winner every time. We just need to... <laughs> We just need to think if anything was added in J9 or possibly even 8 to surpass that. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I wouldn't... Yeah, Rampardos 145 sounds right. Mega Tyranitar, I guess, 
It goes from 131 to 141, maybe? Yeah. It got a lot of boost to defenses. Maybe it, maybe it's honest. even more than 145. I don't know. So I, I'm pretty sure the answer was Rampardos the last time this question was asked. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, Fair. Might be 147 and TTR is 140-something, yeah. So, um, yeah. Did, I, did they add anything? Like, I don't think it's like... Claw for Stonejourner. Oh no, 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 no! Stonejourner's defense. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Claw's attack is high in our hearts, but not on the actual numbers. Yeah. I don't think there are any. Um. Like the only rock type paradox Pokemon is Iron Thorns, and I don't. I don't think it goes that high. No. No, I don't think so. I think it's weird. I think it's faster for some reason. Mm, 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 mm. And there's no ultra um rock like that. Yeah. The rock is Nihiligo. Um Yeah. But I no, I think I think Ultra Beasts were already a thing the yeah. last time. So yeah. So I still think we're down to Megatar or Rampardos. I, I think it's I think it's still Rampardos. I agree with you. I really do think it is. <laughs> Is Rampardos your answer? Um, uh, yes. Yes, wait, it is. Wait, 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 wait. Waiting. Now it's wait, not. Wait, wait, Now. Um, okay. How high does Mega Diancy go? 150. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. I think it no, doesn't no, no. go that high. I need an high. answer. I need an answer, guys. I don't think it's that no. high. No, I, I, th- I think, yeah, let's... Because let's, it's the defenses are split. Exactly. Let, let's, let's go. And it had to crank up its speed. Let's go Rampardos, yeah. and it will be a lesson to me not to trust my memory. The answer is Cartana terrestrialized into a rock type. <laughs> Rampardos is correct. Ah. Yes! Uh, <laughs> yes! It is 165. What? It hasn't what? changed in a very long time. Uh, 65? Yeah. 165? 165. Mega, Tyra- Mega Tyranitar is uh, second with 164. <gasps> um, okay. Mega Deonsi is third with 160, followed what? by Archeops and Rhyperior after a massive drop to 140. Wow. That gives you guys well, six points today. We stumbled into the right answer. <laughs> Hooray. 165. Six points what? today. That's amazing. Yay. That changes up our standings. Shark Finnegan's in first with eight. Seth and Whimsicott are in second with six, and everybody else has yet to get on the board. Oh, we reset. Woohoo! Yeah, we did reset. Uh, so in your race to 40, we'll see who gets there. Yeah. All right. Uh, on that note, if you want more of this, tune in next week. Until then, we're going to kick it on over to the topic. Summer is here, which means Puckle Summer League returns. Join our Discord to battle against our gym leaders and earn badges. Earn enough badges and you'll compete against your fellow Pocalonians who have done the same. This year's rules follow Battle Stadium Singles Regulation D. And if you don't know where to start building your team, we'll have sample teams available for you to try out. Battles will begin July 10th and run through August 13th. See you there! Welcome to our topic. Our topic today is going to be shiny Pokemon and their value. Um, I think we talked about this years ago because Whimsicott told me I did. <laughs> yes. She probably knows better than I do, in all honesty. Actually, the, the very first episode I ever listened to was one about shiny Pokemon. Oh, nice. I definitely talked. That doesn't that wasn't like three years ago. That was like a lot longer. 
No, no, that was uh, in 2014, something like that. That sounds about right. That's a decade Whoa. ago now. Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you didn't need to say it. I, one, one, it's amazing that we've known each other that long. And two, yeah. <laughs> I get really sad realizing that I've been doing this this long. <laughs> We wanted to talk about it because Gen 9 came out. There's some new shiny hunting methods. There's and there's just so many different ways that like shiny Pokemon exist now. And the question is more, it, what's the value of a shiny Pokemon? What does that mean? And in all honesty, so I would have said maybe back in Gen Gen 8 that maybe it doesn't matter as much. But I think the argument can be made. This is this is my personal view because Pokemon Go on Community Days makes getting a shiny Pokemon pretty easy. Um, you, you can get a shiny pretty easy during community days. You can bring those over to home and then you can put those into your game now. The only thing though is it'll be, it'll be dirtied by that ghost stamp. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Not because Pokemon goes dirty, but like then it's just like, oh, you oh. got that the easy way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess. In terms that you can understand, Seth. Oh, yeah. It's really easy. It's really cool to go get your, uh, to go get your pre release promo. Uh, in your Pokemon trading card game, but what about the staff pre-release? I mean, promo? fair. Okay, yeah, I get that. I get that, You're and right. I understand the point a little bit. For me, and the way that I've viewed Go is um less about it being the easy way, and more about it me like, oh, I caught this Pokemon here, and I caught this Pokemon here. Like, uh, forgive me, forgive me, Whimsicott. I broke the That's rules, fair. and I took out my phone while I was in the Sistine Chapel and took a quick, quick picture. But um, I, I mean, uh, that's. I'm sure that's what she cares about, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I also caught a Trico while I was in the Sistine Chapel, and I named it Trico Angelo. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And, I mean, now I know that Trico specifically. Had it been shiny, it would have been even funnier, but that is the one. I'm sure you're the only person that's ever taken a picture with their phone in the Sistine Chapel, by the way. I tell you what, of my family, I was the only one who actually engaged in a battle in the Coliseum. I took over one of those gyms by myself. Gosh, dang it. Nice. <laughs> no one else in my family fought in the Coliseum. I did. But yeah, regardless. <laughs> <laughs> and you're alive to tell us about it, huh? <laughs> and I'm alive to tell us about it. Yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, it for me, the way I view Go and the, the shinies that I acquire in it, if I can, is they're cool little mementos of places I've been and things I've done in those places. So mm-hmm. that's what the shiny part of Go specifically means to me, or even certain Pokemon. But that's kind of straying away from the whole shiny theme topic. I think that I think that I think that's also a little bit out of what I don't know. Like, yeah, because a lot of people will transfer to Go or from Go to home. And I don't do that ever at all, in all honesty. I don't do that either. I haven't yet. I haven't yet. I know I probably will, but that requires me to pick up the games and actually play them again, which I... Uh, but, yeah. That's a whole thing. It's fine. Uh, that's a whole thing. No, I miss I miss being able to play OU on cart, or I'd be in there way more often. I'm too busy shuffling my magic deck to go pick up my Switch. Yeah. <laughs> Man, the Pokemon TCG has, like, fixed a lot of my issues, let me tell you. No, yeah, I think I feel a similar way to you. Like, the shinies in go feel less okay real, in a way they don't feel as valuable if that makes sense like that's exactly they don't feel as valuable they don't feel as satisfying so if i were to like play or you on cart i probably wouldn't run a shiny that i got from go because i wouldn't feel proud about it 
Okay, that's fair. Unless it was one of those Pokemon that I like, in, like really yeah. like the shiny for, and then I want to see it all the time. But even then, like I'm not sure I would. It depends on the shiny too, and like you said, they've got to look right. And I'm gonna say my piece here and say most of the shinies are awful because they shift them to warm colors. So I stand on this rock alone. Well, well, <laughs> you do stand on it alone. Yeah, because I uh, like you make something pink and I'm down for it. <laughs> Sorry. I do like cool toned pink a lot more than I like warm toned pink. Okay, I, I allow I allow it. I, I just get bothered by the warm color shift on most of them or the this Pokemon just looks washed out look. I hate the washed out one. So the washed out look is actually a thing that occurred in the shift to 3D. No, because look at Meowscarada. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, looks ma- washed out by choice. Like, Quackwaval to Shiny is... Bleh. No, they did They did do that. I don't know. I don't know why they did that. Because ever since Gen 6, so... Okay, history lesson. The, the way Shinies were done prior to Generation 6, Shiny, maybe even a little bit in Generation 6, but at least prior to Generation 6, it was just a shift in the hexadecimal values in their color palette for the sprite. And then, since then, they've actually, like made the shiny sprites because shinies were just kind of like oh this is a cute thing we can do we can just say hey shift the color palette done yeah because uh especially in gen 2 i know this because i like to do a bunch of little sprite work stuff i like i like to do stuff with sprite work and in gen 2 there is literally there's all color palettes are four colors Mm -hmm. and two of those colors are always black and white Mm -hmm. and so every other color is only two so they just shift the color palette and those two colors change to something else um, I think I think the Pokemon that lost the most in the shift to 3D, um, and it hurts my soul so much, is Lantern. Lantern prior to Generation Six had this beautiful shiny. It went into this like deep purple, and then when you transfer it, when it, in, when it went to 3D, the purple is all like washed out. It doesn't work well. Well, it's in the ocean, of course, it's washed out. Yeah, Lithium lost a lot too. Yeah, Lithium lost a lot too. It happens to a lot of things. Especially, like you said, the transition to six, but... It's very sad. Yeah. I mean, and there's a lot of Pokemon as well that are just like... I mean, this is why a lot of shinies are pink and purple. Yeah. Yeah. It's because the changing color palette would go to that. Uh, it, it would get, it would go to the pink and purple. I mean, that's also why some of them are just so yeah. weird as well. Yes. But then you get to then you get to like Gen six and seven and eight and nine, and you get to see these Pokemon like uh, like Crabrawler, uh, where it just switches its gloves colors and nothing else. Well, those are kind of more like specific design choices, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah, they make design choices for the shinies. Yeah, exactly. They're making design choices. There's the conspiracy theory that Komala is actually just the log because that's the only thing that changes. Log, because it's yes. the only thing that changes. Yeah. Yeah. Which would mean that, like, um, Tinkatron is the hammer, <laughs> which... Yeah, well, no, 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 it's got a little belt, it's got a little belt, it has a thing, it's it's attached to its body, I thought that too, <laughs> I had to check. <laughs> okay. But I mean, if you look at, yeah, I mean, I, I am disappointed by the uh, Gen 9 starter shinies, I think they are the worst ones. Yeah, they just look washed out, they, bleh. Well, you look at like the Gen 7 starters that were done very well. Even the Gen 6 starters are really good. Well, some of them. Well, some of them, yes. Like Greninja's good. Greninja's good. Greninja's good. I mean, Delphox could be, isn't bad. Delphox is not bad. I'll give you that. Chess spin's great. I like chess spin. 
Yeah, because it it like goes you know into an actual chestnut, and then chestnut is no no chest chestnut is is there. The Hisuians were cool. The Hisuian starters, where they shift to their non-Hisuian colors. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that wasn't bad. The same with the Galarian birds, right? Like that's pretty legit. Yeah, I love that. I love that one. Love that one absolutely. It's just like okay, so some choices were made from Gen Six onwards, and I like like you guys. I don't understand why so many of them had to be like shift the saturation down and be done with it. Yeah. Whereas some of them are brilliant, like Hone Edge and Age Slash, like having red on it. Those are amazing. I spent, I I actually bred for that one in Gen 6, and I spent about two months breeding for a Hone Edge that was okay. And I finally got it, I finally got it, but it was a quiet one, and I was just so mad. But then when mints came around, I was happy. Mm. But I spent like two months breeding for that stupid sword. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just think some of them are hard to shift. I think it's hard to do yeah. it for some of these Pokemon. Yeah, but like sometimes you get an idea that is like Palo Sun being black. Yes, that's so good. Hawaiian black sand. I love it. That is true. That is true. Exactly. And sometimes you get an idea that like that one also looks cool. But sometimes like the idea I think is worth it, even if the end result is not uh, the most amazing. Yeah. Let's put it that way. I really I really like the small of shiny just being a black olive. It makes me very happy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Look, if you I, I don't know if I if I said this on the show, but bef- before the games came out, I was absolutely like if I had to like choose how to do the small of shiny, I would make it with a black olive. And they did that. You and I had that conversation, and I don't remember if it was on the show or not, because we definitely talked about this. <laughs> or not, but yes. <laughs> I'm sad. Of all the Pokemon to not turn pink, I'm really sad that the Nackley Garganical line didn't, because that would have been cool. Oh, that, there's a reason. There's a reason there. Oh, for the Himalayan pink salt. Exactly. But what's your what's the reason? So, uh, there's a... Even more common than pink salt, there's, uh, I read about this, there's a very, or I saw a video, I don't remember, there's a very common, um, like, infiltration into salt rocks that turns them orange. Mm. Oh, okay, I I retract my statement, or whatever, I pull back my statement. That's that's one of the ones I I was talking about, saying there's a really cool reason, and I just realized that I think Fido and Duxpan are whole wheat versions of, of the regular ones. Oh, I didn't realize that. They are. No, no, no. That that I knew. That I knew. They were whole wheat versions of themselves. <laughs> and I think, so I hate that Sharkadet and Armourouge and Serulege are like not different except for the eyes. But I just realized that, so the outside... The armor obviously can't change. Yeah, it's an item. Yeah, exactly. Because the armor is is from the past, but also the body of the Pokemon is is char. Like it's not the char that changes; it's the soul that inhabits it. So that's why only the eyes change in the shiny. So the reasoning actually made me accept the shiny a lot more. I like that Satitan becomes an Orca. Like they made really good choices on a lot of them now that they're actually kind of specifically designing each one. No, when they design them, they're very good. They they do a very good job design. The things that are actually really cute as well, 
is if you go to the uh, Paradox Pokemon. And not 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 the ones from Violet that are just all robots. <laughs> Those are bad. Where they just make them all more robot when they're shiny. Mm-mm-mm-mm. The uh, not robots, they actually color them very similar to the Pokemon that they're based on. Yeah. Because, like, Great Tusk actually gets, like, the orange coloring that the, uh, the or the brownish coloring that Donphan gets. Oh, yeah. Mm. Brute Bonnet turns blue just like a Moonkiss. Yeah, they, they essentially... Fluttermane gets the uh, palette swap, essentially, that Mistrivis did. It's it's all the same. They mirror the ba- they mirror their Pokemon they're based on in sh- how they get shiny. Except Screamtail, which instead of going more green, goes more red because it's like an evil version of Jigglypuff. Well, remember that Screamtail's older than multicellular life. You've got to you got to remember that. Yes, uh, <laughs> the same thing happens with Walking Wake, though, as well. Yeah, it's Suicune's shiny, and I have to say. I don't know why the Treasures of Ruin have, like, three really yeah. awesome shinies and one amazing one. The Chiyu, uh, going to blue fire, yeah. Chiyu. I want a shiny Chiyu so badly. It is interesting, again, though, like you pointed out about the Charcadet and Cerule Edge, how the items on them that they're ba- that they're attached to, where their, you know, hatred or malice or whatever erupt from don't change it's the body that changes that's cool yeah even chiyu's tire eyes don't change yeah exactly exactly like the the chest on gimigul doesn't change mm-hmm. it's just a gimigul itself that's a different metal the anything on golden go doesn't change because it's just coins <laughs> exactly yeah well the the stripes change on it but yeah on this screen i don't think if it actually because the stripes is what's holding it together which is the pokemon what do y'all think other than just like, other than just the shinies themselves, which we're kind of doing like a, a mini review of at the moment, what do y'all think of when they slashed the rate from one in 8,192 to whatever half that number is? 4,000, yeah, 4,000 something? 96, 96, ni- 4,096. What do y'all think of when that happened? Um, I don't care. I, I, I'm not a huge fan, to be honest. I never got a random shiny. In gens one through five, that was my first mailbag. Um, <laughs> um, so when the rate changed, I felt like, oh, now when I get my first random shiny in a playthrough, it's going to be worth less than if I had gotten it in a previous generation. Okay, it's going to be less special. I guess to some extent, but even like if it's a random shiny, still one in four thousand ninety. I don't know. To me, it's kind of like the idea of like. You know how, as a physicist, uh, this is this is me being like a real nerd. The Drake equation, okay, is an equation that exists to help us explain what the chances of us finding life on another planet. Can. Yes, I'm familiar. Uh, and it's just you multiply the chance of certain things that we believe are essential for life to happen. Mm-hmm. The argument that a lot of people have for finding life on another planet, or at least intelligent life on another planet, is there's just so many. There's just so many planets yep. mm-hmm. that, that it has to happen. <laughs> I don't want to get into it, but I don't believe that. But that's a different thing. Yeah, okay, fair. Just because I also understand statistics. Never tell me the odds. And the argument works both ways, and it's very dumb. It works both ways. So the, the way I see shiny Pokemon, like the one in 8,000, the one in 4,000 is still, like, yeah. they're just both big numbers. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry it's twice as easy for me to find a random shiny, but, like, that twice as easy is like I still have to have four thousand ninety six random encounters. I I think that it's made different by the fact that Pokemon are almost all all pretty much in the overworld now, so you can kind of see them. 
Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, we should talk about that. So I don't think that makes it easier per se. Oh, I would disagree. I would disagree. I have almost an. Ent- I I think I've gone over a box of shit. Yeah. In uh, in in uh, in Legends Arceus, and I think I'm on the way there in uh, in Scarlet. I think it makes it so the organic moment of you're walking through the street and oh shoot, that one's a pink um pig oinkle oinkle whatever it is. Legends Arceus, I think, is easier. I think that's easier than Scarlet and Violet. Well, yeah, because it's got the sound exactly. When we were playing through, and all of us were like streaming different points of Scarlet Violet, and you know, all of us. It's at varying points, a lot of us were like, oh, shoot, that's a shiny version of it. Oh, shoot, that's a shiny. Or like one guy was in Area Zero and right at the beginning area. And we're just, you know, he was standing there kind of doing the dialogue and whatever. And it comes out and he sees all the Pokemon flying around and he looks mm-hmm. around. And he sees a Venomoth and he's like, wait, wait, that's blue. <laughs> is that a get it now? Get it now. Get it now. So it. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, uh, there is a very high chance well, not very high, but there's a chance that I totally missed the shiny the first like three mm-hmm. days that I was playing through because I was expecting the Arceus treatment. Oh, yeah. I was expecting the sparkle and the sound effect because I was unspoiled. And so about three days in, a friend who is also playing it tells me she found a shiny and I'm like, wait, but did it sparkle? And she's like, no, it didn't. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I've been expecting that this whole time. Yeah, the change there made made it kind of iffy. But you know what else um, is? Well, yeah, the change there made it iffy. I'm I'm thinking faster than I'm talking. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yes. The other thing that I kind of like about the halved rate is part of me doing competitive stuff, especially when we were doing like on cart type things. Mm. If you saw a shiny Pokemon in front of you in you know a while ago. You just assumed at that moment that it was hacked in. It was not real. It was fake. <laughs> oh, yeah, I yeah. guess so. If you're a kid and you've got the app or whatever, or you paid on eBay, if not a kid, like whatever, if you want to have the option for a shiny, you click yes on that if you like it. So it may, with it being one in 8,000, you just assumed any shiny in front of you was a 31 IV all across the board, maybe even had fake moves or whatever. But now... I mean, I I would assume if anyone had more than one of them. Maybe now, if it was like more than one or if it was just the one. But now it's a lot easier to see a shiny and not immediately go, okay, that's hacked. I think they were also very, very good about the idea of, um, I, th- this is just not even just a shiny thing, but recently they've been very good about letting you make any Pokemon competitively viable. Exactly. Yeah, that too. Uh, with like breeding, breeding is no longer really a requirement for a Pokemon to be competitive, which is good because they made it terrible. the The only problem is we still need that rusty bottle cap. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then when Stack Attacka, when Stack Attacka stands come out and Stack Attacka comes back, <laughs> yeah, they'll have issues not getting their fourteen IVs or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like we need that level of customization, though. Leaks are saying that's p- might be possible. Yeah, we'll see. Oh. We're going to see what that actually means. I don't know, but I, I, I want to circle back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To our original question, right? Like, what the value of shiny Pokemon. The value, to me, I think is fine with the stamps and everything, because you can go, oh, I did it this way. I caught it in this game with this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even to me, like, shiny Pokemon being as common they are, or, like, even my ability to, like, 
put shiny Pokemon in my own game. Have I, I have been intrigued with the idea of like trying to make a shiny living deck hard stop. I don't care where the Pokemon <laughs> comes from. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it'd be fun, you know, just to try it. Yeah. I, I No, it's absolutely a lot. It's not something you do overnight, right? But it's like something that you do over several, 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 several years. Over several years, probably, if you if you have any kind of life. I need to get to the point where I have the first living decks. Goodness. Uh, well, the good news is I can steal a lot of them from Go, right? Yeah. As long as you don't care where they come from. Uh, and probably a, uh, a 1,010 Pokemon, you probably shouldn't. Yeah, not at this point. No, I need to start. I should start that. Yeah, I should start a living decks. Yeah. Yeah, why not? No, I think I think it'd be fun. Then I can just, you know, oh, Pokedex complete, drop, lift, done. <laughs> Pokedex complete. For shiny Pokemon or just a living decks? For anything. For just completing the decks in a game. Well, so one that doesn't work anymore, but... One? If you import a Pokemon from home, I don't believe... No, no, that was just for Pokemon Go. There, there was something for a while where I thought if you drop Pokemon from home into the more modern games, it doesn't give you the Pokedex entry. I don't know about that. You actually have to catch the Pokemon in the game, from my understanding, but I could be misinterpreting. Something sounds familiar about that. I remember something like this, but I don't know if it was a glitch that they fixed or something intended. I don't know. Yeah, I do remember being told. Yeah. It's also the fact that you have to wait so long before home compatibility usually comes out, too, so you might have completed it by then. Exactly. Like, the last the last couple of gens made the local Pokedex so easy to complete. I was thinking about this from the DLC last time from Isle of Armor because I from Isle of Armor I heard you couldn't do it. I don't know, but regardless, we're talking Chinese, not living dexing. But yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it also is very complicated to do now because not every Pokemon's in it. So if you drop it in, like you can only put in the subsection instead of being able to highlight the whole box and just drop it in. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Dexit. All right, check off your bingo boxes, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm over it. I play the TCG now. I'm not. I'm not over it. I never will be. Give me my poison heal babies. I mean, one of them's there and the other one is coming back. One of them's confirmed coming back and Linian's already said he's going to give it to me because I have Violet. So thank you, Linian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I really like, I, I don't know, it, it. the idea of being able to catch shiny Pokemon in different formats. Like, I think no matter how you catch them, I think they can have their own value. Because it's a, I think it's a different experience regardless, right? Like the Pokemon Community Day, like you said, Seth, right? Oh, I did it this day with my friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it has that memory attached to it. Or even if you're just like, oh, I caught it in Scarlet and Violet. But you did that using that shiny method probably with the sandwich. Sure. Yeah. Or Outbreaks. Um, same with, uh, even then, the same with PLA. You you exploited the method. You didn't really find, I found a couple full odds actually in Legends Arceus, but. Yeah, same. I didn't exploit a method yet. The only one I've tried to is Glamora, and I haven't even hit it. I found, you know, I I, I restarted Legends Arceus uh, after catching no full odds shinies. And, like, I was just running around Legends Arceus doing stuff. Uh, because now this time I didn't care as much about the story like I did the first time where I was, like, mid-maxing my time to go finish the story. Okay. Uh-huh. So I was just, like, running around doing whatever I wanted. And I caught, like, five or six. Yeah. I got, like, four just, just doodling around. Yeah, they're just there. Yeah. But I think I think it's nice when they give you like a more mm, purposeful way of doing it. I don't know if that's the right word for what I'm trying to express. If we want to rank shiny hunting methods, I have a tier list. Oh, I do too. Dexnav, Pokeradar. No. <laughs> right? <laughs> 
so like in terms of like in terms of interactability and and that I would agree actually. Like I think Dexnav is the uh gold tier of Pokemon shiny hunting. I think Pokey Radar is a very distant second because I think Pokey Radar is kind of difficult to do. Though I guess the like the XY Pokey Radar was better. Yeah, but it didn't have as many good places to do it as Gen 4 did. I agree with that. Uh, even then, in Gen, you also had Horde Battles, which is like, I'd say, Tier 3. I hate everything. SOS Battles sucked. I hate SOS Battles. Oh, I hated them. I think they're the worst way to shiny hunt. Yeah. Well, no, there's always worse, but... <laughs> I think they are one of the worst. I mean, I hate the ones that aren't interacting. Like, I really just like sandwiches. Exactly. I really just like sandwiches. I like them. Sandwiches, I don't like all that much i'd rather like mm, i usually have more fun like doing an outbreak and then like saving before i do it and if i don't get a shiny i just do the outbreak again because it's slightly more interactive because i have to follow my pokemon around yeah i like interactive shiny methods i like the interactive ones i really just like uh masuda method just because you're riding your bike yeah let me make sure i'm getting this straight by sandwich method what are you guys saying are you guys saying just Eating a sandwich and then go go to it. Does that combine with outbreak? It does. I believe it stacks. Yeah, but it like I don't know if you want to do it that way. <laughs> I think with the outbreak, you might as well save the sandwich materials and just you know redo the outbreak. I think uh, I haven't actually ever used um, a shiny sandwich. I've used a type encounter sandwich. I have used a, uh, a shiny sandwich before, uh, but I have never caught the Pokemon from the outbreak while I've had it. I've caught other Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I think I tried one time to, I tried really hard one time to get a shiny Glimmet. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but I could, num- one, I couldn't find the dang Glimmet outbreak, even though it was on the map. Oh, they're so hard to find. And two, I didn't. It didn't succeed, but I like that method a lot, honestly. It, sandwich or not, just like going out and with the Arceus and Scarlet Violet methods where the Pokemon are all out and you are actively just looking for it. To me, that feels a whole lot realer to what it would be like in the game. And that's, yes. if I'm immersing myself, I would rather do that than walk around in the grass where it's shaking and just pray that this encounter that is coming up is it and then it's not and then i waste a whole minute closing the battle running away fainting the pokemon so you don't break the chain like dumb crap like that i hated it i don't mind the uh i i don't mind the the stuff like dexnav i think dexnav is fine i think the the little suspense like drum roll moment as the grass shakes like made it very satisfying once the shiny popped up i will let y'all keep that Whereas now, like, you just turn around and you're like, oh, that only cool is pink. You're, you're fighting me on, on random encounters in general at this point, I feel like. Exactly. Yes. Yes, I am. I understand the argument for people who don't like them. I do like them. I think random encounters are a, an interesting an interesting aspect in Pokemon. I'm a little sad that we've lost them, that we don't really have them anymore. To some extent, like, I thought Sword and Shield was very good in how they kind of hybridized it. With the overworld, oh, I think the overworld was done poorly. Yeah, like because things like Flittle, I hate running into Nimbles constantly. I think it's funny. Oh gosh, same. No, I don't. Uh, I don't like it. If you handle it like PLA, where I could like bump into the Pokemon itself, that's a completely different story. But like when you force me into an o- if when you force me into an overworld battle 
or like the parts in the cave where you're jumping around and you keep getting into the gibble or gabite and you're stuck there forever. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. I hate that. And I also like this is the moment where I redo my complaint, which I know I've done on the show before. <laughs> is like now if you want to catch a shiny or something that's really small, or good luck. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Without the sparkle, yeah. That's kind of what I dislike about it, in all honesty. That's fair enough. I really like shiny florges. But catching a shiny flababy or flat, <laughs> it's like, I, it's so hard. You can, and they're usually in the grass and the part that changes is just the bottom. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's so hard to see. I haven't found one yet. And I, it's so frustrating. That's very fair. Mm -hmm. It was weird coming into this thought. And I was thinking that I was going to hit, when I asked about the having of the shiny rate, I was thinking I was going to walk in saying like, I hate it. It's stupid. But now I'm, once we got into it, I was actually saying I liked it. <laughs> What am I doing? What am I doing? Yeah. The thing is, it's it's actually a, a complicated enough matter that some of the ways it's good and some of the ways it's bad. So you know, it's a, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Yeah, I feel like they experiment with shiny hunting more than they experiment with other things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's uh, it's very uh, which is fine. I mean, they can experiment with that. I, I'm hoping that we just get a better shiny method. I, it's also fun that every game seems to have a completely different one. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's always fun, too, because then you can get Pokemon in different ways. And granted, they're doing a much better job now about making you want to return to older games, uh, especially with the way that they've done home now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, like, they make you want to go back to older games. But, like, that's always the one thing that, like, makes me want to play an older game is I go, hey, I want to do a shiny hunt in, like this specific way like i will always go back to omega ruby alpha sapphire because of dexnav fair enough or maybe you want to do a specific shiny hunt like uh i, I think i've told the story on this show but a few months ago i wanted to do something nice for a friend of mine mm -hmm. and they like they love alolan raichu it's their favorite pokemon ever and i was like you know what i'm going to catch them a shiny pichu so I, I went in BDSP and I caught them a shiny Pichu from uh, the trophy garden. Uh, of course, they can't actually turn that into an Alolan Raichu, <laughs> not in Gen 8 and 9, but maybe one day. Still, it was, it was very nice to say, I want this specific shiny Pokemon. There's a way I can get it almost guaranteed if I put in enough effort. And I got it. I like that. That's why I like the Dexnav and Pokemon, because they let you pick. Whereas with... Like, yeah, I know you can, you can like reset outbreaks, but it's a whole, like, you're not supposed to be, to, to reset outbreaks. That's just. I actually agree with that. I agree with that. I think this is a good place to stop or we're going to go on forever. No, wait, I have, I have one more complaint that I really want to get out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. You make, you make these really cool versions of, of Paldean Tauros. You make three of them and all three of them have a completely unrecognizable shiny. Like, imagine how cool it would be if you're, like, riding along the prairie. <laughs> okay, and to be fair, the forms don't look that different either. The, the forms don't look that different either. Like, I, I am very upset with Paul Day and Tauros. The thing is, okay, so, first of all, we played Scarlet, and that's why we're disappointed. Because yeah, <laughs> because of the Blaze breed is so much harder to see than the Aqua breed. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But, and, okay, that's a cool, like, I'm 
down with them not being very easy to distinguish until they like, you know, because the way you recognize the blaze breed is when it gets angry, it f- oh. like it flares up, which yes. is really cool, which I like. That is true. But imagine like you're riding down that that place, you know that place, the one that's next to the Stonehenge looking thingy, and it goes down to the sea, and you're riding among the Tauros, and suddenly there's a Taurus among all the others who's a completely different color. That would be such a cool experience. I would have preferred that. I do agree. I, I would agree with that. I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like they make shinies like sadistically at this point, but... Yeah. Is that Garchomp shiny or not? Or is it a light trick of the lighting? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah. All right then, guys. I think I would like to wrap it up here. Mm-hmm. Whoa. And we're going to go ahead. We are going to uh, call it a day by going over to our Pokemon of the episode. So yeah, we will catch you all on the flip-flop. <laughs> episode welcome to our pokemon of the episode our pokemon of the episode this week is national dex number 900 cleavor the axe pokemon it's pokemon legends arceus dex entry states a violent creature that fells towering trees with its crude axes and shields itself with hard stone if one should chance upon this pokemon in the wilds one's only recourse is to flee woo uh so cleavor uh, I love that they kept along with the uh, the base 500 for Scyther evolutions yep, and Scyther right. yeah. uh, trains. They're just alternate forms of they're Scyther. Just, they're just alternate <laughs> Scythers. The evolutions of Scyther are just alternate Scythers. That's so funny. It's really me. cool. And so we got Cleavor, uh, which I still think is an unnecessary Pokemon, but I think it's still fun. And but it's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. I'll I, take it over any. Like, I, I'm still convinced it's unnecessary. <laughs> It's nifty. Of all of the mm-hmm. of all of the Hisuian forms that we got, I think Cleavor is the most unnecessary. It reminds no. me of the merged big enemies from the movie Quest for Camelot, where he throws axes and his minions into the cauldron of combining or whatever the heck, and they come out as weird golem axe men. It's them. It's Quest for Camelot. Yay. I, I do think Cleavor uh, is very cool and its stats are actually like surprisingly okay. Yeah. Um, base speed of 85, uh, which is faster than I had expected in all honesty. Um, yeah. I expected something like 60 like Scizor. Um, and then you'd get a base attack of 135, which is kind of massive. Uh, 95 defense, which is pretty decent. 70 HP. That's I me. Mean, uh, 45 special it, attack. Who cares? You're never going to use it. Yeah. It's not quite the Mega Beedrill treatment, but it's no. close. It's actually pretty decent. Like, I, I'm not upset with it at all and how it turned out. And then 70 special defense. And I mean... And, I mean, it good. doesn't have a quad weakness unlike the other two forms No, it does of not. So. It does not. Uh, yeah, it does not have a quad weakness, uh, which is nice. Um, it only has three weaknesses and one's rock one's steel and one's water and like only two of those actually see like real moves being used it's such on a weirdly okay defensive type when it's combined with something else i mean it only has two resistances so it's like normal to everything else uh because yeah. it's only resistance to normal and poison but yeah it, it bug turns out to have very few weaknesses hard stop and then if you combine it with something else it's just not an issue yeah. uh but I mean, it gets uh, it gets all of the bug type moves you'd expect it to get. It does get uh, a couple rock type moves, obviously. Um, and its move pool is actually compared to some Pokemon relatively good. 
really zero in on what it's supposed to do. Uh, hit hard uh, and yeah. do good. Uh, and put up hits, rocks while he hits hard. Uh-huh. Yeah, it gets stone axe as its move, um, as like its signature move, um, which used to do stuff in uh, Hisui that it doesn't do here. Um, it does. It does, uh, well, it does do things here. It does do things here. It does do things. Uh, stone axe in Hisui, you'd hit them hard. And then you would uh, go ahead and they would get splinters or the equivalent of like the stealth rock stuff um, yeah. for a couple of turns. And then in generation nine, we're doing pretty similar things, um, but the splinters mechanic doesn't happen, obviously. But instead, mm-hmm. you actually uh, go ahead and set up stealth rock at the same time. So Straight it's a dam- set stealth it, rocks. It's damaged stealth rock. Um, it's yeah, what everybody got really cool. excited about uh, Gigantamax Dreadnought for. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and then uh, it never the, happened. And the elephant and Caparaja. Yeah, and Caparaja. Caparaja yeah. is cooler though because it's not stealth rocks. It's a completely different thing. It's metal spikes. Yeah, <laughs> steel type. It's stealth rock, but steel type, which is e- even cooler. I think. Yeah. Uh, I I just thought that was. Really you cool. can instantly knock out an Alolan Ninetales by exactly. switching in. Yeah. Exactly. I'm waiting for us to be able to evolve a Scyther in uh, in Scarlet and Violet. I, I think it'll yeah. happen. I think it will happen. Yeah. I, think I think when we I think when we get the first DLC, all of the Hisuian evolutions are going to be possible. Mm-hmm. Probably, or they'll give yeah. it to you by some NPC being like, I found this. Yeah. In a- yeah. I, I will, like, the items are there, right? The items mm-hmm. are there for us to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's the only thing, in my, all honesty, that's the only thing stopping Ursaluna and Cleavor is an item. Yeah. Um, and then some nonsense is preventing Weir- Stantler into Weird Ear. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, same with Quillfish, because it's literally just like, hey, you can use the move, but it's not strong style. Yeah. Yeah. Which is dumb, but fine, fine. Whatever. Uh, whatever. We've got a, uh, it looks like VGC team here. It is not labeled as such, but the moves tell me otherwise. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we've got a VGC team here using, for Regulation D, that uses a bunch of the new a bunch of the Pokemon that came over from home, uh, plus you know Chien Pao because it's fun. But mm-hmm. we've got Cleavor oh, here. Spoilers. It, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, we've got Cleavor <laughs> here. Uh, it's got the sharpness ability. Sharpness for those of you at home is an ability that you can use um, where you can uh, boost the ability of certain slicing moves by fifty percent. Which is uh, crazy, and Stone yeah. Axe is one of them. Yeah, yeah Stone Axe is one of them, which a base 65 turns into, you know, base 90-something, and which is kind of insane. Uh, so you have yeah. Stone Axe, mm-hmm. which you're going to set rocks in VGC, which doesn't sound, like, great, but if you're using just stone uh, Stealth Rock, it sucks. But if you're doing damage and, like, accidentally doing it, that's kind of a plus, yeah. in all honesty. Uh, you've got Close Combat because Cleavor learns that, by the way. Uh which yeah. is the whole family, right? Yeah. Uh, does Scizor does learn close combat now? Pretty sure Scizor yes. does. I don't know. Okay, it must it must have just gotten close combat this gen then. And I wasn't yeah. paying attention because no, it, they lo- no. it lost superpower. Oh, because, yeah, because it lost superpower. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking about. It lost about. superpower. Yeah, exactly. Um, we've got Terra Blast. The Terra type is grass, by the way. Um, and U-turn. And I don't know that you'll get anything if I read the EVs, but they're uh, 44 HP, 252 attack, 4 spe- defense, 12 special defense, and 196 speed. Because VGC. Um, there you go. Uh, Jolly nature, yeah, too. So you're going fast. Yeah. But yes. Um, all right. Uh, the next one that we that we have is also coming from home, and that is Tornadus holding the covert cloak so it can't be faked out so you can get whatever else out you want to get done. Um, its terror type is Ghost. 
um, which means that we don't really care what it does offensively. We just care that it don't die. Um, and it's probably not your terror target. Um, it's got 228 HP, 36 defense, 68 special attack, force defense, 172 speed, timid nature. So it's not meant to go fast, fast, but it's just fast enough to outspeed a couple of your, uh, a couple of your friends on this team because you're setting up rain dance a lot of times with this Pokemon. Um, you've got Bleak Wind Storm, the new signature move of Tornadus, um, taunt to prevent your opponent from doing setup, and you've got Tailwind, so you can go fast. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, th- this is actually, like, looking at this tor- this Tornadus, this is what I would run, in all honesty, for, yeah. like, a, a mm-hmm. Tornadus. Like, this is exactly what I would run. So, yeah. uh, moving on, though, we've got a few other Pokemon, and I'll let uh, Seth go away with it. You're probably wondering what you want to be boosting with Rain Dance, and I've got the answer for you right here. It's Basque Legion holding a life orb. Its ability is, of course, Swift Swim. Terra type is water because you gotta you don't have adaptability, so you might as well give it to yourself in another. <laughs> <laughs> and its EVs are really simple. 252 attack, four defense, 252 speed. With an adamant nature, the moves are Protect, Wave Crash, Aqua Jet. There's your water type moves, folks. And what is a Basque Legion without last respects? So yep. you bring this in late game if you can and destroy everything in front of you with either the super powered water move or a hyper boosted last respect after things have fainted. Yes. And on the topic of offense, which, you know, is my bread and butter, uh, <clears throat> we've got... <laughs> Dragonite holding a choice band. The ability is, of course, multi-scale with a Terra type of normal. You know what's coming, folks. The EVs mm-hmm. are 196 HP, 204 attack, 4 defense, 4 special defense, and 100 speed with an adamant nature. Very powerful physical attacking Dragonite. And the moves are extreme speed to the surprise of no one. Outrage, aerial ace, because flying type moves are lacking on its moveset. And Aqua Jet, which you might see is weird, but, I mean, you're setting up rain anyway. It's a Dragonite. It's strong. It's choice band. It'll pick up something. Yeah. Whimsicott was pointing out it might be to grab something if you catch a clever Terra ghost in front of you. Mm-mm. And you can mm. hit it with that instead. Yeah. Because if, oh. if like, if, you're, if your Wincon is, uh, is E-Speed and they call it, you call their call of your yeah. <laughs> Wincon, and then you, like, you know, mm-hmm. you can do stuff. I outsmarted. You're outsmarting. Yeah. So um, the last two Pokemon on our team are Tianpao, which is so cute, uh, even though it's terrifying. Uh, it's holding <laughs> a Focus Sash because y- you really want to sash your Tianpao. It's uh, not made of glass, but something that looks a lot like it. <laughs> the ability is, of course, Sword of Ruin, which also helps with picking up those chaos with Aquajet. Uh, its terror type is Ghost, because, well, it really doesn't like being hit with fighting-type moves. Its EVs are max attack, max speed, for special defense with a jolly nature. And the moves are pretty standard. Protect, Ice Spinner, Sacred Sword, and Sucker Punch. Mm-hmm. And finally, we have a pretty interesting Serena set here. Serena is holding a Citrus Berry. The ability is Queenly Majesty, because there is a lot of priority going about, and you don't want to have to deal with that. The Terra type is water, the nature is adamant, and the EV spread is 172 HP, 156 attack, 4 defense, 4 special defense, and 172 speed. With the moves Protect, Helping Hand, Low Sweep, and Power Whip. 
this thing looks like it's very useful in the right circumstances. Cool, cool. Yeah, this looks like a fun team. Uh, so we'll put this on the Discord. You guys can try it out, um, of course. Um, it does look like a really decent uh, VGC team. And honestly, I'm going to play it because I like Cleavor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like it's still one of the most unnecessary Pokemon we got out of Hisui, but I appreciate <laughs> its existence. Mm. All right, then, though, guys, uh, we are going to kick it on over then to the mailbag. It's mail time! Sending your emails! Welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where you can send us emails at pocopodcast.gmail.com and we might read them on the show. Last week we asked you what your thoughts on the DLC were, so we're going to get to those momentarily after I let you know that this segment is brought to you by the fictional energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! Fictional hooves! And as always, we'll give out the uh, Green Tauros badge to anybody who sparks good conversation or makes us just feel warm and fuzzy on the inside. I don't know, it's different each week. (laughs) (laughs) all right so this week like i said we asked you guys what you thought about the dlc uh we got that trailer last week and i've really wanted this or two weeks ago now um and i wanted to know what you guys thought of a lot of the updates because at least we got to see these things uh Mm -hmm. which was kind of nice yeah so this first one is going to be from nikki wood hey puckle crew big fan here i'm putting it down now what i think the new legendary trio is going to be water poison grass poison and fire poison for Monkey Dory, Okie Dokie, and Pheasantipity, respectively. And the Pokemon with the mask uh, that's going to that's being teased will be Fairy-type, uh, Ogre Pond. Um, that's actually interesting. Could you imagine if Ogre Pond was, like, Fairy Poison-type? That would be cool. Nah, bro. Fairy Grass, baby. It's going to be a Grass-type. I'm going to be very disappointed. And that's why it's so weak to the poison. Anyway. <laughs> actually, yeah. not a terrible idea. That's my thinking. That's the thing. <laughs> So you have an advantage with whichever poison legendary you have, which you'll pick like a starter. Props for the great content. Keep it up. Nikki Wood. I don't know that we're going to be able to pick it like a starter because we they show bat- us battling it. I don't even know if it's a legend. Did they say it's a legend? Did they say they're legendaries? I just say they're like defenders of the past. Right? My, understanding is, my understanding is they're probably going to be legendaries in the same way that... Uh, or Shifu. Yeah. Urshifu, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it's almost like this class of mythical. Yeah. Isn't mythical anymore because mythicals were don't work in the year of our Lord 2023. Yeah. They worked really well in 1999 and then we kept doing them. Yeah. Then we got really frustrated because we realized there was no purpose in just downloading a mystery gift for a new Pokemon. Yeah. That took us a decade to realize, but that's fine. I'm curious how it'll go and how it'll be narratively. Because I thought they were going to be the starters for that region just straight up. That's what I thought. I didn't know if they were going to be starters per se, but I did have the idea that you might pick one, right? Yeah. It kind of feels that way just because of their colorations, but I I don't know. Like, I kind of want them... I want that to kind of be a fake out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Machamp's not brown to make me think of fighting type. Yeah. Conkledur is. God, I just realized how much more I hate Conkledur now. Like, <laughs> oh, God. With their, uh, with their ability being called, like, Poison Chain or something, I am not... Toxic Chain, I think, because it inflicts toxic, not poison. I'm thinking maybe... It's more like the lake trio, and you need to catch them all and put them together to unlock the final legendary. Oh, interesting. Oh. Maybe I, I think there's no way they only let you choose one. No. Yeah, not out, not out of three. If they were two, 
then yes. The DLC was very good in Sword and Shield about just being like a one or the other type deal. Yeah. Not a three, you have to play through it three times type deal. Yeah. What if you can't catch it at all just to be, like they told you about it, but that's so you know when you face the trainer who has it and they never let you touch it. (laughs) That would be so frustrating. I, I really hate the idea of only being able to choose one or the other. I, they all go together, obviously. I think we're going to be able to catch all three. Degsit too. You can see it, but you can't use it. You can't touch it. No, I mean, I, I understand the point of version exclusives outside of the business reason, uh, which is definitely like the majority reason why it happens. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But they make it functional. Uh, so it doesn't feel like as much of a cash grab because it forces you to talk to each other, right? To mm-hmm. talk to other people and like mm-hmm. enjoy the game with other people. So. Which is the whole point. I do think their idea of the ogre pond being a, a fairy to tie in with the chain being something that holds it back is on the right track. Kind of like I whispered with it being grass. I like that. I do like that idea. I really hope it's not a grass type. I think it will be, but we'll see. Uh, you're probably right, but I don't want that. Like if, especially if like Okie Dogie ends up being a grass type. Grass fairy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The type that's never existed. No. Florja should have been a grass fairy. <laughs> it's literally a flower. Um, it integrates the flower into its design, but the flower becomes a fairy. It doesn't become a grass. So does uh, um. Oh gosh, I'm blanking on the name. Describe how many syllables. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make that better. It, it's a lay. The lay Pokemon. Comfy. Comfy. Thank you. Lost zone. Flower selecting. I'm still having flashbacks. Anyway, uh, what if uh, the mask it wears makes it look like a grass type, but it just tears into a grass type, but it's not? Ooh. Hmm. Ooh. Okay. I'm into that. I'm real excited for the two legends. Ogre potted. What's its face? I think they do make mention. So these aren't in Kit. This is in Kitakami, which they've made very clear isn't in Paldea, right? Mm-mm. Yeah. Which means that they probably won't have terrestrialization. But it's still got those crystals in its mask. Yeah, which makes me go, how is this the li- how is this the hidden treasure of areas? Yeah. There's something. There's something here. There's Well, also the crystal in the mask is uh I don't know if you've been paying attention to the anime or following what's going on in Japan. Oh yeah. Doesn't it reflect the necklace or something? Liko's necklace, if you look at the gem on the back of oh my gosh, what's the indigo disc's Pokemon name? Terrapagos. Terrapagos, Galapagos Islands. Yeah, Terrapagos. If you look, if you look at Terrapagos's crystal on its shell, plus the gem on Ogre Pond's mask, it is the same thing as Liko's pendant. Mm. And doesn't baby, baby, totally not baby Terrapagos like its necklace or something? I don't. I haven't been watching. I don't know. It definitely all wraps in together, and I'm interested yeah. in how. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they have. They're setting the framework. Masks, quote unquote, in Kit- Kitakami that will function kind of like terrestrialization for some of these pokemon oh yeah Ooh. yeah and give them specific forms when they okay when they terrestrialize like yeah. essentially essentially megas but terrestrialized forms mm. okay you know what i mean like i wouldn't yeah, be surprised totally. if something like that like they do that and they're using like the gem to kind of power it yeah a little bit uh, or Neat. some kind of gems to power it like outside of paldea what if they the gems are from Paldea, but they never realize what they do because nobody with a Terra orb ever went there? Oh. Hmm. Interesting idea. I like that. I like that. That's good. Then we're the cause of all the problems. <laughs> we're the problem. Okay. 
It's my fault. No, thank you for that email. Uh, yeah. Thank you for that email. We appreciate it. Uh, we got another one mm-hmm. coming to us from uh, McFly, spelled with a one. Yep. Figure out where it is, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Okay. What the shuckle is up, Buckle? Uh, that's good. <laughs> that might be my new my, my new favorite intro. <laughs> yeah, right? I like what to do, Puckle Crew, but what the shuckle is up, Puckle, is... It's really good. That's a little more abrasive, but I like it. That's almost at the same tier. It's like just below what what to do, Puckle Crew. Yeah. Um. Okay. A trainer McFly here. Can we get a birdless redo, LOL? Honestly? Absolutely. <laughs> I was responsible for the bird list, and I'm still going to tell you, yes, we can. We should. I wasn't prepared for that one, <laughs> and I messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I admit it. <laughs> you shouldn't have been left unattended. I was I was a little uh, panicked by being in the host seat, and I was unprepared, <laughs> and uh, I, I'm down to get a redo. Anyway. What is a bug but a crunchy bird? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> um, but honestly, the DLC has me excited. Biome Safari could fix all the Dexit problems. I doubt they would do this. What? It, it's not going to fix the Dexit problems. No. It will not. It will not. We're still going to miss 200 Pokemon when we're all done with all this, I guarantee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I doubt they would do this, but they could drip feed Pokies every month through Terror Raids and special biomes for the Pokes they reintroduce. Um, like, in theory, this would be a good idea. It's just that they're not going to do it. <laughs> because they I no I no what he's saying in this email I 100% believe they should do they just won't. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you 100%. Um giving us a continued service for this game. Like yeah, they should, but they won't because they don't <laughs> care about mm-hmm. that. Uh the only thing missing from the DLC is better trainer clothes. Oh, yes. Huh. Yes. Yeah. Give me back customizable clothes. I hate the uniform so much. Like, mm-hmm. I picked Scarlet for the Pokemon, but orange is my least favorite color. Yes, preach! <laughs> Join the cool color army. Yeah, please, give us give us better. Anyway, um, I think this is more interesting than Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra. I, I will disagree there. I am not excited about this DLC at all for now. I, I hope they prove me wrong. <laughs> Do you think there will be a legendary biome similar to Ultra Space Portals? Sure, hope so. Have Ooh. a good one. Hmm. I don't think so. Again, I would love that, but I don't think so. Yeah, uh, I'm with Thatch on this one. Yeah, not in this one. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I wish it would, because I, I think Same. what we're going to get in terms of legendary Pokemon compatibility in Scarlet and Violet isn't going to be as cool as what we got in Sword and Shield, only because I think... What they're going to do is they're going to be like, well, you want to bless Cephalon? Why aren't you going to go play Pokemon Sword? What I what I think is going to happen more in line with how I interpreted that question in the email is the, the thing that I could see happening is randomly when you go back to Paldea after getting the DLCs, mm. other little small zones of Area Zero might suddenly be opened up. Like a cave is now open and available mm. and you can get... X Pokemon in here, maybe not like a legend or anything, but like all of a sudden, some of the things that are now available in the DLC. Oh, how's this connected? Why is there a Gligar in Area Zero? Like things. I I'm not. I don't want to disagree with you because I think that's a good idea. I just every time we have a good idea, I just one (laughs) either it just doesn't happen because um, Game Freak's allergic to it, or or two, uh, they are very good in surprising me in pleasant ways. But yeah, that would be what I see is the closest thing of to how I interpreted that que- that question to be is some new 
Like, I don't see other areas opening up, but I could see something happening. Like, you know, there are a few places on the map where there's like very... The gray zone? No, no. Very powerful Pokemon, like just roaming around like... Oh, yeah, yeah. That um, Garchomp that flies around the rim of the crater. Yeah. Oh. And that Dragonite hanging out on that on that island. Um, so it would be cool since we also have like weather and stuff like that, like we did in Legends Arceus, if um, they could like essentially create mini events for the legendaries yeah. saying, oh, they escaped from this and that thing. For some reason. Mm-hmm. And now they are um, sort of like either a roaming, like an actually roaming legendary that roams around the entire map. Or uh, they show up in places kind of like that Garchomp and that Dragonite do. And yeah. you get, but they're like very um, remote places and you get clues that tell you uh, where you should go to get them. Something like that, maybe. It would be easy to program. There's also that entire section in the top right of the map that i don't think is any of the regions that we're going to for the dlc now that we kind of know more about it no i don't think it is no we're not but it's there and it's something it's Kalos. <laughs> like what is that so one of the things that kind of gets me about uh the whole thing right the the fact that we have uh we have this dlc i mean this is just this is way crazy speculation that should not be listened to <laughs> The the one thing that I always find really interesting, because like you said, like that gray area hasn't been opened up, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. it, gets, it gets opened up in this DLC, but I'm wondering if there's like another DLC pack coming. Because this Ooh. one's just called, well, this, because this one's both uh, like Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra were two different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. They were two different things. Oh, but this one's just called Secret of Area Zero. This one's called the Treasure of Area Zero, and it contains two sections. A treasure of, oh, Right, the teal mask and and the indigo disc, and that would scarlet, violet, indigo, and teal. That's what we've got. There's right. six colors, seven maybe in the rainbow. Yeah. Okay. I'm wondering if we'll get something, you know, more on the ends of that spectrum, but we'll see. I was going to say that would be a yes if they know they are sunsetting the switch and they don't want to commit mm. to an other Pokemon game on the switch, but then. If they like, if there's a new console coming out, it's not gonna be for like at least another couple of years. And they never yeah. want to put Pokemon games at the very, very beginning of a console's lifespan. So I, I don't know. I'm not sure. No, no. There's a lot of things, but I, I don't know. Like I, up to two weeks ago, I would have said that Pokemon news is never in a Nintendo Direct either. Yeah. The rules are always changing. True. True. But we'll see. We, we'll definitely see. Uh, I'm very interested to see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Want me to bring us home? Yeah, one more email, Whimsicott, from the real Thintros. It's actually me, but... <clears throat> oh, oh, Seth, that's what I meant. <laughs> all righty. We... Hey, Puckle people, I hope you're all well. I wanted to write in to share my thoughts on the newest DLC trailer. Firstly, the opening shot shows a mountain with the vague shape of a monster's face or head. I don't recognize it as obviously being any particular Pokemon, but I wonder if this is significance at all. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to raise something that could be pretty obvious, but I haven't heard anybody talk about it specifically yet. One part of the DLC seems very past-themed in a land of tradition and story, while the other seems to be futuristic with technology and science. 
much like the version differences to the Paradox Pokemon. I feel like this is a choice and could intentionally be done to go with the past and future aspect of the Area Zero story, but I hope it's just a running theme and not a heavy-handed way to tie actual time travel back into the game. I actually hard agree because I really want to, I in my heart of hearts, I want to believe that time travel isn't actually happening. Yeah, it's not. Well, it's not because of the billion-year-old Jigglypuff. No. <laughs> like, that's just not happening. Also... There's so many things that just, like, make it sound like it's not happening, like when they're just like, ah, Slitherwing. Golly gee, this- it, we, By the way, there's nothing in the fossil record that says this existed. This looks a lot like a magazine thing, but that's, I'm sure, unrelated. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know you know what the theory is about this, right? It's- I know what- I know my theory. <laughs> I know. Mine's the- yeah, I, I'm a hardcore imagination theory yeah. Uh, man. Le- yeah, like that the, the, the legendary Pokemon- Terrapagos is like, ah, oh, I see your dreams and I will make them real. Uh, but I do think, I do think they're, I mean, I do think they're past and future themed literally for those reasons, though, just to tie in to some extent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Only because I think like Walking Wake and Iron Leaves will yep. be in that, maybe with the other two members of that trio. Mm. Maybe they'll have dex entries instead of just currently researching or whatever. <laughs> no, they, they'll get dex entries for sure at that point. Um, because I think these two were just there to like make us think some more. Right? Yeah. 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 Be like, what is going on? I wouldn't be surprised, though, if, like, there was, like, an Entei and a Soikun and a Raikou. I honestly would be, if I'm being really honest. I don't think that they will come about. I would not be entirely surprised because uh, um, the sketch that you see Mm -hmm. does have elements of all the three um, of the trio. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it just opens up more questions. Why would you imagine all three, but not, and only get one? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because the artist clearly has a favorite. Like, the explanation could be that the sketch was made... Uh, well, they chose wrong with Verisian, but... The sketch was made, like, glimpsing bits of each of them and thinking it was the same Pokemon. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering, if it's something like that happened. I, I don't know, like, something like that makes sense to me. Yeah, where where that can happen, and it, I mean, obviously, Kitakame is very heavily influenced by Johto. Mm-hmm. It, it just, I mean, it, it's or at least they they both have similar uh, similar they feel that way uh, yeah. source material, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, if you watch like the trailer, they they almost only exclusively show off Johto Pokemon being available. Uh-huh. Oh no! If you've paid attention, you're right. Oh. Do you have you though? Like it's like Sentrit and Wooper and Yanma and Gligar. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Uh so like it, it if it's not meant to be Johto itself, it's meant to be a heavy like nod to that kind yeah. of stuff. Mm-mm-mm-mm. To that motif. Wow. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Raiko and Entei show up in some form. Huh. Or at least the originals, because they've been really good about if a Pokemon has a paradox. The the origin the other version of that Pokemon is available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and obviously we don't have Verizian or or Soikun right now. Yeah, in the game. Um, I mean the other one that's that's a real shame is Toad's Cruel doesn't have Tentacruel, but that's because of a late game edition. Yeah, more than anything yeah. else. I would really love to see more uh, convergent evolutions though if they decide to do it. Heck yeah, mm-hmm. that's a hot take. I like to see them only because they're essentially just regionals, but they did it so that yeah. their life was easier when they bring Tendacruel back. They don't have to bring Toadscruel back. Exactly. And vice versa, um, which is fine. 
It's fine. I mean, I don't think Wiglet needed to exist, but that's a completely different story. <laughs> I'll continue on with this email. The last thought I had was that the Blueberry Academy looks a bit like the Battle Zone, or like it might fit fill the Battle Tower role a bit. Oh, 100%. If not for home, I'd say that the Terrarium area reminds me of Pal Park or something, and could have been used to aid in transferring Pokemon up from past games. I guess that's not likely the case, so I'll be interested to see how it works. Thanks again, and all the best, the real Thintros. I would love if the terrarium kind of worked like the uh, Heart Gold Soul Silver Safari Zone. Uh, 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 uh. That's immediately what I thought of when I saw it. I don't think it will, because that, that would be too brave of them to implement. I think the four are set. I think the four environments are set. 100%. 100%. I think it would be really cool if it was like the uh, Heart Gold Soul Silver. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool feature, though. An undersea, like, terrarium. I was wondering, like, yeah. how, how do we have Pokemon in this? It's just an island battle station and then well i i assume there was going to be like some region it was like next door to or something but yeah like a yeah. harbor or something but now we know it's just that building it's just it's just underwater we've captured all of these pokemon and shoved them under it's a glorified zoo yes it's a tour up it's a terrible zoo it's like it's like if they let you capture pokemon in ether paradise exactly <laughs> yes that is exactly what it feels like you're gonna find a Silvalli underground being <laughs> yes I mean. And buff it. Buff it again. <laughs> Give it a recovery move. Yeah. Uh, or make multi-attack do this special physical thing. Please. Please. <laughs> make a Terra Blast, but Sylv Ally. All right. Well, that was that was the mailbag. Um, are there any of them that you guys uh, like particularly? Mm. They all spark they were pretty all good. They good. I kind of like the real Thintros the best. Mm -hmm. I'm down with that. That would be my vote. Okay, we're good. There are two. You don't get to count. <laughs> I I wasn't good with anything, so good. There we go. The real thin trust. You get the green Taurus badge this week. Woo! Uh, next week, if you want to send an email, let us know what you think of shiny Pokemon. Are they valued? Do, what's your favorite shiny Pokemon? What's your, what's your most memorable shiny Pokemon? Send that in. PucklePodcast at gmail.com. If you want to keep up with us throughout the week, follow us on uh, social media, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Or more importantly, come to our Discord server at PuckleDiscord.com. You can, of course, go and follow us at Twitch at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. I should be back on Thursday-ish. We'll see how it goes. And we'll be back with uh, the Global Lock where I'm going to keep nuzlocking Pokemon Red. <laughs> um the best game <laughs> and then we're gonna go of course and uh you can always help support the show by going over to patreon at patreon.com slash puckle podcast or buying all of your tcg goods at troll and toad using code pucklepod5 at checkout uh you get a little bit of it you get a five percent discount and we get a uh a little small kickback so we appreciate everybody that does that as is and uh yeah i have been trainer thatch i have been the fluffiest whimsicott and I've been Seth Vila. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. It's closing time in Lavender Town. Time to say our goodbyes. It's closing time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.